I'm interested in, in, in mitigation, the remedies. A huge part of it, in my view, is not so much regulation, it's actually knowledge of what's happening. And people do not know what is happening. They have no idea that the extent to which uh, the agents are walking off with the gains. Over 50% of the revenue of an investment bank goes to bonuses to the staff. The government has to realize that, um, has to reevaluate its approach to finance. I mean, we, we've had a situation over the last 10, 20 years where academics have endorsed the finance sector, practitioners have enjoyed it, and governments have encouraged it because it pays taxes and they compete to have the largest finance sector. They have to unthink all their ideas about finance. In a competitive industry, uh, profits suggest that firms are doing something useful and they're doing it well. And so if you have competition and you have high profits, that seems to be an indicator that the capital is being used well, the society is benefiting. But unfortunately that doesn't apply in finance. If you've got um, an industry which makes suitcases or toothbrushes, there's, the size of the industry is defined in terms of the output of that industry. There's no such limit to the output of the finance sector. My, I mean, my concern is that um, we'll save the banking system, but sow the seeds for the next even greater bubble and collapse, because interest rates will be dropped to low levels to stimulate the economy. Um, there will be some additional regulation introduced, but the fundamental problems will, will remain. And that is what I want to uh, um, uh, address. Uh, and in terms of mitigation, I think um, there are a number of actually really quite simple things that could be done. Mm. Um, the first is that people have forgotten the importance of dividends. Uh, you invest in, in shares, or you used to invest in shares, to receive the dividend flow. Be very careful um, and really avoid, in my view, uh, leverage or, uh, uh, as indulged in by the hedge funds. I would move out the period over which performance is assessed from one year, which it typically is now, to more like three years. Bubbles don't usually last um, in, in share prices or indeed in commercial strategies. Bubbles don't last more than three years. My ambition is to sort of qualify theory. Yeah. And, and change practice. Yeah. Well, I started off in university. Yeah. Um, actually, I didn't. I started off failing all my A-levels right. and going to stockbroking. I absolutely loved it. I was so happy. And in those days, there was very little research done. So I did a lot of research yeah. in stockbroking, uh, in, into shares, and in the early days of investment analysis. And uh, it was fascinating. One of the things that took me back to university was that I started reading some very early papers on, on the random walk and efficient markets. 
It wasn't so much to advance my career, it was just because I was jolly interested, right. <laughs> actually. I, I, was, I, was, um, I felt that I didn't know enough formal economics. Mm -hmm. And um, so um, uh, there was a book entitled Hickledy Pickledy Growth by IMD Little, an Oxford economist. And um, he analysed the data on share prices and corporate earnings and showed that they followed a random walk. Mm -hmm. And that was at the time when academics were linking the efficiency of markets with the randomness of share prices. Mm -hmm. And I started to realise that if markets were efficient, the only way I could get advantage and add value for my, my clients of the stockbroking firm was to have insider information, mm -hmm. which was then not illegal, but uh, would shortly be illegal thought, well, that's not much of a career in stockbroking if markets are efficient and I can only get information by somewhat devious means to add value. And then started 20 years essentially of um, running, building and running a business um, based purely on quantitative investment techniques. I realised uh, over the last few years that um, there was a, a branch of, of, e of finance which was looking at the agency problem. It was looking at the way agents and principals uh, had different objectives. The finance academics um, had... Um, a conviction that prices were, if not totally efficient in terms of information and allocation, uh, they were more or less efficient. Mm. Um, but I realised there was a potential to um, use the agency, what's called the asymmetric information analysis, and, and transfer it to, uh, or apply it to the asset management industry because it, it helped to explain what was going on. So what we are doing is to really apply um, asymmetric information and the agency problem to an area which, in my view, is vastly more important, which is fund management. I see what we're doing in, on the theory side as being uh, a challenge to the efficient market hypothesis, um, but not changing the rational expectations framework.